0: My next guest on today's special series is Apurva Pani Dapu. Apurva is a 15-year-old high school sophomore in San Jose, California. Apurva wears many hats. She's a student, a teacher, and an inspiring mathematician, an artist, a social entrepreneur, and a public speaker who loves helping kids around the world. Apurva started taking college classes at age 11 and has since completed several upper-division and graduate-level mathematics courses with a keen interest in number theory. Apoorva has received worldwide recognitions for her achievements in mathematics, such as her performance in NBC national TV show Genius Junior in 2018, hosted by Neil Patrick Harris, and global awards such as the prestigious Spirit of Ramanujan, fellowship and has been selected as a world science scholar one among few in the world she's also the recipient of the 2020 global child prodigy award without much further ado let me get on with it hi apurva welcome to master secret podcast series the special series on little masters glad to have you
1: yeah i'm glad to be here
0: great um an artist a human calculator an entrepreneur yourself You know so much to know more about you how do you keep up with all of this
1: yeah i'm gonna be honest it is like it can be pretty challenging managing all these things um but the point is that i love each of these activities a lot and i really couldn't imagine my life without doing them so you just have to i just have to learn how to make it work and how to like manage each of my passions so that i'm spending enough time on each of them so it's a lot of time management
0: Um, But, yeah, I really love what I'm doing. Amazing. And I recently come to know that you started your own art gallery at the age of 12. And I have seen some of the designs. I've seen some of the arts. They are really intriguing. And some of them were based on current affairs, uh, specifically Black Lives Matter. Uh, You have done that drawing. So how did that focus on art and a passion on art start? Like, did somebody at home motivate you or was it something else?
1: Yeah, I've always loved art. Like most little kids, it's a creative outlet that, you know, there's really no rules for. Um, well, until you get into the actual basics of it. But as a kid, it's a great it's a great experience. Um, but I think I really got into, like, painting people and drawing people when I was in fourth or fifth grade. Uh, I had an art teacher that, like, really helped each of his students and he really inspired me even though like we couldn't speak the same language, it was a great experience for me. Um, And at first, interestingly enough, I was very averse to painting because I had like a bit of a bad experience with it. And it was like hard for me to get back into it. And I started like drawing portraits, but I tried it again and I really loved it. Uh, And that's where I got started. And for my art gallery, I remember when I was in fourth grade, I had an experience in public school where Mm -hmm. my class all worked together. And we made, like, little arts and crafts. Like, I don't know if you remember it, but when Rainbow Loom was, like, all the craze and making bracelets and all that, we did all that. And we sold it at our, like, school family fair. Um, Mm -hmm. And we raised, I think, we raised a good amount of money. I can't remember the exact number. I think it was over $500. Um, And we used that money to, uh, like, buy goats for, like, impoverished villages around the world because it provided Mm -hmm. them with a lot of resources. So that was sort of my first goats. interaction. Yeah, goats. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was my first interaction with like giving back on a global scale. And I really, really loved it. Um. So then I was, when I was 12, I was thinking like, I really want to do something like that again. And it I took a bit of time and it took a brainstorming, but uh, it took a bit of time and a bit of brainstorming, but I landed on doing something that combined two of my passions, like painting and sort of activism and giving back and that's how I
0: founded my art gallery. Beautiful and some of the arts which I have seen some of the pictures I have seen uh, they've been your own ideas but you've also done custom arts for people. Yeah. I have seen some of that as well so how does custom art versus your own ideas come about like what's the difference between the two how do you go about doing that because in custom art it will be based on people's Thoughts or what they would like to see versus your own art process?
1: Yeah. So for custom art, I usually like interact a lot with the people who do want custom art. I figure out what kind of style they want, what color scheme they want, because, you know, depending on where they want to hang it up, Um, Mm -hmm. and just like the general feel that they want. And so I like, what's the word? I cultivate it towards them. Uh, but mm-hmm. for my own art, I'm still a young artist, and I'm still exploring lots of different lots of different styles and lots of different techniques. So most of my art is focused on like progressing that in an original way. So you, like recently, if you've seen, I've used a lot of like palette knives instead yep. of paintbrushes because I really love the textures and things like that. Like right now, I'm experimenting with more expressive art, uh, which is like with distortion and things like that. So that that's been super fun. But yeah, the main difference is just who I'm directing it towards. My own original art is mostly for me to grow, but for my custom art, of course, I have the person I'm making for making it for in mind.
0: And one of your art got picked up by press uh, because it was focused on Black Lives Matter. Uh, mm-hmm. How did you feel about that? And how did that get picked up?
1: Yeah, so um, last year, It was a huge, huge discussion in the country about Black Lives Matter, and it's such an important issue, especially Mm -hmm. now, uh, because I feel like before the pandemic, it was sort of simmering underneath the surface and people didn't have to confront themselves with the idea that Black lives do matter. And right now in America, they're not treated as such. So with all these activism and all these protests, I was really inspired to raise awareness, especially among the youth in my community. And the way I know how to express myself and how to express my message is through art. So I made mm-hmm. that portrait of George Floyd uh, because like, I yeah. felt, yeah, because I felt it was really, really important. And I would have felt like I wasn't doing anything to help had I not. Um, and I used that portrait to try and raise money uh, for Black Lives Matters funds and organizations. So with that portrait, I said, please commission me, and all of your proceeds will go towards these organizations. And I ended up raising over $1,400. So that was really, yeah, it was really, really rewarding. And I'm really glad that I was able to contribute my own as an ally to the Black community. Um, But yeah, I always try and include my my passions and what I'm really, really, like, outspoken about in my art. For example, International Women's Day is coming up. It's coming up in Mm -hmm. two weeks. And so far, I've started a tradition where I create a painting every International Women's Day and I auction it to raise funds for um, education, especially I'm focusing on minorities and like STEM or other things. So last Mm -hmm. year, I did a portrait of Katherine Johnson. um, And this year, I'm doing one of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, Wow. So that's, that's something I really like to do every year.
0: So, talking about awards and talking about recognition, you've been awarded on multiple fronts, Uh, recently the Child Prodigy Award as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you feel about at that young age being recognized? Does it overwhelm you or does it ground you, you know?
1: Since I was in third grade, I've been doing these sorts of like competitions and things. And my parents are very, very um, outspoken and very supportive of me. And they always like teach me lessons about life. And they say like, don't let anything get to your head at all times, know that you should be humble and that you, sh- you can learn something from everyone. So that, that's sort of my mantra that I can learn something for, from everyone. And while like these rec- this recognition is really nice because it allows me to grow my platform. That way it's mm-hmm. a lot easier for me to raise funds for these causes I'm passionate about. I don't really think about it much outside of that Um, Just because I personally think there's so much space for me to grow on every single one of these fields. And so um, I think as I am growing up, like I have a lot of things that I want to do. And yeah, I'm really grateful for all of it. Uh,
0: So talking about awards and the features, the genius, the junior genius, you know, I have seen some of the clips of you actually doing some tough calculations.
2: Next round, this is extreme number cruncher. And here's how it works. I will give them an equation. The correct answer to that equation is the first number in the next equation. Each equation will be longer than the first. And this time, I may also be asking for numbers squared, cubed, square roots, or cube roots. They will have to compete each equation in their head without writing anything down, and they'll calculate against the clock. For the next two rounds, they can also nominate one team member to be their super brain. That's the one teammate they think has the power to give them the best chance at the most correct answers. The super brain will have to go it alone, however. The other teammates won't be able to play at all, and they should choose wisely because they can only do this once. So Fast and the Curious, it is your turn to go first, what is your order for this round, or are you going to choose to activate your super brain? What's it gonna be? A Nice! Oh, a Come on down for the third time. Just like the heats and the semifinals, a corner is going to be the math super brain. You got he did super brain first round, mm-hmm. did great. Second round did great. Yes. You believe in your math skills? Yes. We've all seen your math skills. Your teammates clearly do. They're just sitting there <laughs> so excited. <laughs> nice. Well, you can ask me to repeat the equation, and you can pass once. If you do or if you get it wrong, I'll give you the answer, and we'll move on to the next equation. Understood?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Best of luck, right. Let's play Extreme Number Cruncher. Remember, every point you get means an extra second when you take on the cortex later, okay? Your time starts now. Seven squared plus 26 equals? 75. Correct, 75 divided by the square root of 25 plus 106 equals? 121. Correct, 121 plus 13 squared times two minus 44 equals? Five
1: hundred. 36.
2: Correct. 536 plus 4 cubed divided by 6 times 9 minus 12 equals?
1: 888.
2: Correct. 888 divided by 4 minus 22 divided by 25 times 2 plus the cube root of 1,331 equals?
1: 27.
2: Correct, 27 plus two cubed, divided by seven, times 12, times four, plus 170, times three equals?
1: 1,230.
2: Correct, 1,230 minus 900, divided by 10, Divided by eleven times the cube root of seven hundred twenty-nine times five times three. Oh man. <laughs> you are unbelievable. You are the human calculator. That is amazing. You got Six correct answers added to your total. And, uh, you know, I proud myself
0: sometimes that I'm good in math. And some of the equations which you were solving, uh, you know, I I also tried to do that. But you beat me to it. I'll be honest and I'll share it over here, which is amazing. Uh, And I'm seeing math skills really coming up back again, which is really nice. Uh, You know, today everybody talks about AI. But uh, math is the fundamental for AI. If you don't know math, you don't, you, you can't really become a good data scientist or AI scientist. Yeah. And that's why abacus is becoming pretty big again, the mm-hmm. education or the way big math. Uh, have you delved in that or how did you pick up math skills?
1: So I actually started learning the abacus when I was six. Um, I initially started learning it. Uh, because I was jealous my sister got to learn it and I was too young so my parents put me in the class and I really really loved it because it was something like so strange to me because I had this abacus that I could control and that I could like do myself and as a little kid that meant everything Um, Mm. and I've always had a love for numbers especially when I was in elementary school I was always really interested in the math Um, so that's where it started and on Genius Junior I was fortunate enough to have a place to like show people what the beauty of abacus is and how it has such a great power especially like mentally. Um and it has like other benefits too because cognitively mm-hmm. it allows you to process things faster. Um and I've really really enjoyed that. But yeah, um abacus has been a great great influence in my life. I actually wear this abacus necklace that my abacus teacher gave to me um, wow. because she's yeah, she's one of my role models and I'm really grateful
0: from her. I'll make this uh part and the entire interview, but the this specific part from my younger niece, uh, she's six or seven, uh, she'll be turning seven now. And uh, she got into a baptist because her sister and my son have been getting a lot of good trophies because they've been winning small competitions, yeah. So, like you, she also is saying, Why I don't have a trophy, uh, why I don't <laughs> have a certificate. So, she's got into it. And she's getting good at it, so mm-hmm. I'll definitely share this story with her as well that how you've been able to get to it as well. Mm-hmm. Now that's impressive. But if I take a step back, you talk a lot about entrepreneurship, and mm-hmm. you talk a lot about, you're doing a lot in that case as well, and you're still a sophomore student. Mm-hmm. There's a road ahead which is promising many, many years to come, and many enriching years to come. Mm-hmm. Have you developed a path for yourself already that this is what you want to be? would love to know that.
1: Not quite yet. I, I'm the sort of person that I don't like to plan too far into the future because I think there's so many roads and so many possibilities. And I like to stay open to all of it. Um, the one, one of my main goals, though, is I really want to pursue a PhD in math. And I just know that I want to combine all my interests into sort of you know, carving a little corner of the world out for me. Like I want to make my own position where I get to balance all these things and still make a positive impact. Um, so I don't quite know what that is yet, but I think I'll figure it out eventually.
0: So uh, talking about education, because you spoke about PhD in math and that would be amazing for you to get. Uh, and I wish you luck on that, on that path. Uh, how do you balance education with your artistry, your backers? Your own YouTube channel, you now have 15,000, roughly close to 15,000 subscribers. How do you balance all of that? Now, I know pandemic has given us time, but no pandemic, you still have a lot of work to do from your school perspective. So how do you balance time today?
1: Yeah, so I think it's really important to have little pockets in the day where you just relax. Um, So for me, that's going on walks with my family we have like a really nice little lake nearby that we always walk. And it really helps me like, I think, center myself and it's really calming, especially if there's a nice breeze. So I always make sure that I get in these little pockets of relaxation. And other than that, um, I make sure I keep like, Google Calendar has become like my best friend, um, especially during the pandemic. So I try and manage all of that um, there, but it does get to be like rather difficult with so many interests. Um, But I think, if you really plan for it, you can make it work.
0: Yeah. We adults have to learn from you on managing our time through Google Calendar, because yeah. uh, <laughs> time management skills are really bad with many of us. I would uh, be uh, completely up as sign up for that. Oh, no, great. Uh, you know, just changing gears. Uh, when you were a little child. uh I have forgotten my childhood, but you're still young to remember that. While there is a lot going on in the world, while there is a lot going on on the personal front, you are learning about this. As a child, how did you feel about all of this? Were you happy or were you like wanting more? Like what was going on in that mind?
1: Yeah, I think as a child, my parents have been a really big influence because they've always encouraged like learning and keeping your mind open. And I think a huge part in how I've been able to learn so much about the world is like the internet and social media um, because it has a lot to teach you. The, like I think social media has a bit of a bad rep, especially among adults. But I've learned like most of my things from there and learning about like other resources from there. Um, and it's really given me a chance to like reflect on my ideologies, on my perspectives of the world, and. I started homeschooling when I was in sixth grade and because a majority, yeah, I did. I went to public school up through fifth grade and then my parents said, oh yeah, we should try out online school because I mostly went to public school to have fun. And so we tried out online school and the internet has so many resources. Like you search up Mm something, you can spend a day like going on a Wikipedia dive. Um, So that's, I think that's probably how I was able to be exposed to so much at such a young age.
0: Very, very impressive. So how's the homeschooling been? Because it's a it's a phenomena that many don't think about.
1: Yeah, I think homeschoolers have a bit of a um, unfortunate stereotype that we're very antisocial. And to some yeah. extent, that can be true. Yeah, I get a lot of jokes about it. Um, I don't mind them. It's just because sometimes you don't have the most opportunities to interact. But my version of homeschooling is a little bit different in that Homeschooling for me means that I take college courses. Um, so I spent it, I like before the pandemic, I spent most of my time at San Jose State because um, mm-hmm. that's where I took my courses. And I also paired it with like online high school courses because I do need to like meet requirements and things. But yeah, that's what homeschooling meant for me. And it's different for everyone. Um, so I think putting it under this umbrella of one word, it can be, you know, kind of simple, like overly simplified. Um, but yeah, homeschooling has been a great experience. I think it's a little bit underrated, but especially with the pandemic, people are starting to see, um, the pros and cons of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I still strongly believe as an individual that, uh, while as parents and as educators, we force children to go through a specific curriculum, you need that for the first five, six years. But after that, you should let them lose. You should let them pick up what. They feel like choosing what they they have passion for. Some may have passion for math. Some may have passion for art. Some may have passion for history. Let them venture into it. Teaching everybody everything in the same platform doesn't help. I think our education systems globally is outdated. Mm-hmm. I would put it out there. It needs to change. It needs to transform. Uh, yeah. No, that's impressive, uh, you know, how you're going about taking life as things move ahead Uh, and you know at your age you've been making such a big impact uh, and not only to your own community but like you said to the global platform how do you encourage others to do that what what will be your message Uh, you know whether young or adult whatever it, it doesn't matter but in how would you recommend that people take up that
1: yeah my main message I think is that no matter your age you can make a difference and even like no matter how small you think it is it really does matter in the large scheme of things I always I think leading by example is a really great start and that's what I always try to do I go speak at events where there's a lot of young girls and gender minorities to try and encourage them and show that like if you really want something and if you work towards it you can get it But also I think it's really important to realize that um, in underserved communities, like they don't have resources to do these sort of things that other people do. And so we need to provide them with the resources they need so that they can also take their dreams to a reality. And that's why I do all like this charity charity work and like um, try and work towards a better education because I think especially America doesn't help lower income families as much as it should.
0: Please, uh, you spoke about the leading by example. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So who's your mentor or who's, is there somebody whom you look up to?
1: Yeah, so I look up to a lot of people um, and for different things, because I've never really met a mentor that is, has the same interests as me. So I have my mentors for like my math and my research, and then I also have my art teacher. But I would say sort of my unifying mentor is my mom, because she's really been a role model for me. Um, She's an engineer at eBay, and she's always been like my rock. Yeah. And she really shows me like what strength means and what humility means. um, And I really just look up to her for that. That's
0: beautiful. So talking about parents, uh, you know, while parents have made a big impact, you also spoke about your sister. Mm -hmm. but. How has family supported you in this entire endeavor, apart from mentoring, apart from giving you that support? Because it does take a lot, uh, whether it's you setting up your art gallery, you going for these different awards or speeches, how has that entire support ecosystem enabled you?
1: Yeah, so I'd, like, I would not be where I am today without all of this support. Like my parents and my sister are some of my biggest supporters. Um, they always encourage me um, to do these things that I'm passionate about and they're with me hundred percent and we work together because you're right, like it takes a lot of time and commitment to do these things, but they understand how important it is to me and they also are usually like a big part of um, my causes or my organizations and so mm-hmm. it's important to all of us, like we have a lot of family time, we go on our walks uh, and so I think we have a really strong bond in that.
0: That's beautiful. Uh, do definitely pass on my regards to your parents because uh, they are doing a good job. And yes. I have something to learn as a, as a parent. Uh, just a last thought from your side. You know, you've had some amazing moments, I'm sure big or small, which probably you cherish and you look forward to getting more of them. But if you have to take one of those moments and say that has been etched in your heart and saying. This is where I made an impact, and it has really moved me and motivates me till today. Which one would that be?
1: I think I have a couple. They relate to different things. I I can share both of them. Uh, One of them is when I just started my art gallery, and I got one of my first custom art requests. And it was actually for uh, my former uh, violin orchestra conductor. Okay. And... She commissioned me for a painting of her and her husband. From, they were having their 49th anniversary. Um, and it was a picture of them hugging underneath the stars. And it was when he came back, I think from the military. And uh, it was like their first time meeting after that. And they were high school sweethearts, but he had just recently been diagnosed with cancer and she really okay. wanted something to um, like celebrate them for her birthday. So I did that painting for them and I brought it to her house and it was just a really touching moment because it showed me the power of art, the power of love and just the everlastingness of it all. Um, and it really motivated me in my art gallery. It was like a point where I was like, oh, I really like. I really am making a difference with what I'm doing. And it was a realization that I've carried with me since. Um, so that was a really, really touching moment for me. And then the other moment, was at one of these events. I'm a mm-hmm. global ambassador for an organization called GLAM. It stands for Girls Leadership Academy Meetup,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where they bring a lot of girls together in a community, and they give them the resources to talk to like wonderfully inspiring women in STEM and technology, and they tell them about leadership and art and all these wonderful things. Um, and so I was a mentor and a speaker at one of them, and I had my little team. Team nine um, and after the event, even though um, they had like this competition this business pitch, mm-hmm. and even though my team didn't win because there were a lot of amazing ideas out there, they all like came up to me and they gave me a hug and they said, like this was really great, I learned a lot and it was really touching because they were such young kids and they had this wonderful idea to help the world, and I think that's the point of all this, right All yeah. kids have an idea that they want to change the world and they have a way that they want to do it, but they just need the encouragement because the world is so big that it can be intimidating sometimes. But if someone is telling them and like standing behind them and telling them you can do this, like we believe in you and we'll support you, like nothing can stop them. Um, So that is something I've definitely like carried with me because it reminded me of why I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: Beautiful. Now these moments, Really help, and I'm uh, sure that these moments will carry on as we move forward. Uh, You know, there's something which kind of, you know, I did say that it was my last, but there's something which I, because you said you also have learned violin, which is an interesting thing, and you are now an ambassador for Plan. Is there something which you align to more as a hobby, apart from being a math expert? I would put it out there, uh, you know, being an artist. Is there something like a hobby which you're really passionate about or all of this which you have spoken are your passions?
1: Um I think they're all sort of my hobbies slash passions. I really like violin. I think that is uh really like it's like a hobby of mine because it sort of just brings you a little bit of peace. Um, but I also really like writing. I like writing like fun, lighthearted articles about math. Um and it doesn't feel like work because I like to intertwine like pop culture into it. And it's really like stream of consciousness. So it's like very accessible to all audiences. Um, And I've recently started writing it as part of like my Gens and STEM is what it's called column. Mm -hmm. And they publish it in um, the local newspaper and I publish it on medium, but um, it's really fun for me because I get to try and look at math from a different perspective and share its beauty to like all audiences because a lot of of the time because of the way math is taught in school, um, people don't like it. And it's understandable because it's taught in a very like methodical, boring and um, just strict way. That's not how it is at all. Um, So I try and change that perspective for certain topics so that more people can see like exactly why I like it and why it's so beautiful.
0: Amazing, I'll definitely look up that medium post of yours and probably look up your profile so that I can share it as well as part of this post now Apurva, this has been amazing I think the more I speak the more I get to know you and you know which is amazing uh, I would just wish you luck uh, on everything you're doing currently which is amazing um, it's uh, as an adult it's overwhelming for me as well uh, you know i if i'm trying to do two or three things at a time i often get bogged down okay how will i get manage time but you know there's so much to learn from you and many more like you uh, so and i would say yeah you were the right pick for the child prodigy awards for 2020 so keep up the good work and uh, hopefully you have more of these awards more of these recommendations as many years to come for you thank you
1: so much it was really wonderful talk.
0: Likewise, and stay safe and stay healthy.